We are going to be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to a very special edition of the No Outlet Podcast. Um, this is a big day because it's the first day since the show has started that we, well, I guess it's the second day to have an in-studio uh, guest. Uh, COVID slowed that down quite a bit, uh, but but now not only are we, do we have an in-studio guest, but it's we're starting off with a bang here, folks, and I, maybe I'm setting the bar a little bit too high, but yes. in the studio, uh, we have none other than uh, world-famous Hollywood movie star, star of Ozark, Jason Bateman. Jason, how are you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. It's good. Thanks for coming. I know you got a busy schedule. I appreciate it. We're going to play a game called 20 Questions. Should I turn the music up? or uh, is, it, is it, you know what, I, I don't think it's getting picked up. I think it's oh, okay. No. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know something about the studio. This is not how it worked on Zoom. Yeah, no, I know, right? Sure. Zoom messed everything up. Uh, but no, I think we're good. And, and if not, I like uh, I like the breeders. Driving and I is a great tune. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure that the lawyers for the breeders don't care about the uh, you know the the broadcast signal that I put out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it and say that we're not gonna get a letter from a lawyer. Um, all right, so we're gonna play twenty questions. It always starts the same place, and that is with question number one. What were you thinking when you agreed to make Teen Wolf 2? Singing about Teen Wolf 3. <laughs> That's, good. That's a great answer. All right. Uh, let's, get, let's get a serious question. Serious question. All right. Uh, so 20 years ago, right, there were really no cell phones. Uh, online gambling was not really an option. Gambling in general, you had to go to Atlantic City or you had to go to Vegas, um, but not easily accessible. Now, fast forward 20 years to today, and both are widely available. Everyone's got a phone. After you're 11 years old, you have, you have a phone, and on that phone, uh, you can now get to several easy-to-install apps that all you need is a, some kind of card, of credit card, debit card, and you are off to the races. So what are your thoughts on uh, the probability that because of those two things coming together, in like four or five years from now, we're going to see like this wake of gambling problems. <laughs> I think that's a great first assumption, but I hate to be a wet blanket on, you know, good fun. And uh, I feel like people are doing that anyway, kind of like drugs. So hmm. why not make it very convenient and put more money in the hedge funds that'll inevitably buy it all up and uh you know continue to crush us all in the end hmm. you know that's really hard to argue with um, but i mean it's big money that's going to control it and in no doubt it preys on probably people who don't always have the money to uh spend on that sort of shit um you know i think i feel that way about like how we fund schools with scratch tickets you know like that I don't know if that's the same demographic, the average draft king, uh, you know, degenerate versus... I bet some crossover there. Some crossover, but yeah. I think it's fair to say there's people who are probably blowing money on online gambling that don't have the money to blow. Yep. And um, the house always wins. But I'm also, like, not that guy who's like, make it illegal, you know. But totally. I think... I don't know, man. I, I've It's a... Slippery slope, right? But um, 
it's going to be tough to stop at this point. Track so, my drugs point too, I guess. Yeah, because I don't even think, at least weed is not as harmful as gambling in the sense of. I don't know anybody addicted to weed having problems. Any other drug, pretty much, you yep. can you can find uh, at least the addictive ones. Um, but you know, I think gambling. I don't know. It, long way to say. I think there could be problems. And I hope. I hope there aren't. But yeah, I agree. What about also around Oxford and shit like that in Maine? I wonder how that's going or will go. Tough spot. Um, all right, dead or alive, Ron Jeremy. Alive and well. Uh, he's alive. I'm not sure if he's well. He's in jail, but he is alive. Yes. Um, what's the most aggressive foreign language? It's tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Russian can be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making German a statement about that. Yeah, <clears throat> Germans can really piss a couple of them. Huh? It seems like every word in German. If you pronounce it correctly, it sounds like you're pissed off. Yeah. You know, like a lot of hard. Click them in the eye. Yeah, yeah. Heinemacherfrau. It's like a lot of hard, hard, hard. Yeah. Whereas, like, you look True. at some of the romance languages, like, you know, Spanish and Italian. And, I mean, they're beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, they just they just flow. And even French is is flowery. You know, it's like. I never heard any, like, Mussolini speeches, to be honest. You, know, you hear Hitler sound bites. Very oh. So, Hitler. Guy always seems to be kind of cross. But, uh, yeah, Hitler, Hitler was Mussolini, a cross guy. I don't, no, no sound bites from Mussolini. I mean, I'm not a historian, uh, uh, you know, but I wonder, does he soften the fascism mm. with uh, some ah. beautiful Italian With some Parmesan in there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smooth it over. Because, I don't know, does he sound pissed? Uh, no, he sounds more arrogant than pissed. Yeah. Like, when I, see, when I see him... Hitler's... Hitler was just pissed. angry. Yeah. And it's the German thing. Yeah. That, that that's your point, but yeah. He was just whacked out on speed the whole time, just fucking yelling at a bunch of angry people. Sure. Horrifying. Sounds sounds like something that uh is remotely uh feels a little bit familiar. Um, okay. What is more humane? Lobstering or deer hunting? Hmm. And lobsters taste good. It's what do lobsters feel, I guess, is the sort of part of the question, right? Or either one of them, depending on how you kill them. Sure. I mean, I think a couple factors. One is definitely the feeling of the animal who's losing their life. Two is does the subtraction of that animal in the ecosystem mm. provide a net benefit for the, everybody else in the ecosystem? Is there a scarcity of that creature? Um, are there controls in place to make sure that you're not killing babies? Um, and I think that both of those scenarios have some of those things. I think so too. I don't hunt or commercially uh, catch lobster, trap them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you trap them, sure. Uh, but um, so I don't have a great, you know, policy perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely. My first gut would be that, you know, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings right somebody said that once uh, that's a that perfect song, place yeah. by the way just propelled nirvana to i think their fifth top some i think i don't know it doesn't sound ridiculous to say top 100 but some sort of 
top charting that they did just recently. Yeah, yeah. This, no way. Because the Batman movie, something in the way. Oh, I didn't even know it was in there. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of central uh, because it sort of it starts in the movie, the beginning of the movie, and it keeps coming back. And so, um, uh, I'm ADDing us huh. way into another topic, but it was amazing. As an aside, to see my son Bateman Jr. Uh, say, "Hey, Dad, have you ever heard the song Nirvana?" It's so awesome. And it's the first time he's ever wanted to play any sort of song wow. that wasn't uh, crappy auto-tune rap. Well, let me tell you something. That's enough to make me want to go watch the movie because I'll be honest. I like a, car, a, a hero comic book movie. Like, I'm all about them for the most part. Some I, I won't watch, but I like all the Marvel shit. And I like the dark stuff especially. Like, I like what Chris Nolan did with the Dark Knight and all that shit. So I wanted to see this, but I was on the fence because it just seems a little bit much. But that... Maybe made my decision for me. I think it was good overall. With the, with the movie, the music um, was a nice touch, and and for me, it was just the, the connection to like music I like uh, when I was in high school, and still like. And my son liking that. I mean, I I, I just want the kid to want to pick up a guitar, um, and that song is super easy to play too. So that, it might happen. Girls digs, you know, guitar players. Not, well, yeah. They he's already do. he's already got a lot of legs up on me, so he doesn't need my advice, and he'd probably laugh at it. Rightly. Oh, to be young, <laughs> to be young again. I know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. If I knew that, um, and was also handsome or something. <laughs> what is your position on cryptocurrency? Zero, <clears throat> zero percent ownership. Um, I just watched uh, a great scathing takedown of, of NFTs. Mm-hmm. Mm called line goes up and it's a, basically a two-hour youtube rant yeah um, and it's but not to, to call it a rant's crazy but to call it a documentary seems funny because it's basically just a guy in front of a mic well, in front of a camera um for two hours mm. but with like slides right and he's got examples and videos and sound bites and inter- interviews and things um so it's, it's something of a documentary but a majority of the content is him just kind of ranting through a real fast-track overview of NFTs in general, but yep. the whole back to what's Ethereum, what is, how's that related to, or how's that like Bitcoin, what is blockchain, mm-hmm. what are all these crazy intermediary components between all of this, where is the money from each aspect of that, yeah. and, and how is it all, you know, basically a giant, you know, Multi-level marketing. <clears throat> All currency really is at any level, <clears throat> excuse me, is just <clears throat> just an agreement between. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, I, I I do apologize. Um, it's just an agreement between two parties that say, "Hey, that is worth this, and can I get that for this?" That's all it is. And whether it's gold sitting in some you know uh, you know vault someplace or it's uh, a code on some hard drive. It's just an agreement, right? I, I feel like that's, and that's the most dangerous thing about cryptocurrency is that it has the ability, like the legitimate ability to start to, you know, what is gold worth? Like, what can you really do with gold? Like, you know what I mean? Our, our, our whole, the dollar is the strongest currency in the world, you know, or, you know, obviously pound is worth a little bit more, but it's it's up there. Everything's based on the dollar, right? And it's like, think about what happens when that just moves a little bit. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, everybody's interested. Um, the amount of technology and, and tech companies kind of blowing up, the amount of financial institutions, mm. the amount of middlemen, consultants, uh, you know, <clears throat> scammers along all the way. I mean, there's a lot of hype, the, some of the NFT shit around whack-ass art, yep. you know, like cop, derivative copycat bullshit of, of these, you know, bored apes and then every other thing trying to be like that. Some of it's, you know, fine, whatever arts are, but it's also just over, overly copied because there's no, there's this whole scene of almost appreciating horrible copies of, you know, of other things. Uh, I, there's a whole, I, I, I <laughs> the whole thing is mind-blowing, and I know NFT is less of uh, your question about crypto, but overall, but that whole, the whole underlying thing, blockchain stuff seemed to me like, if you watch this documentary, the guy talks a lot about some of the fundamental failures of the mm-hmm. promises of it, and that you've got, you know, this, ledger of all these transactions that can't be fucked with and everybody can have a copy but because it gets naturally so big and there's so much processing to happen to even make it exist Mm -hmm. it becomes this like behemoth that there's actually like middle layer companies set to kind of give a read of what is happening but you can't actually access the blockchain fast enough to make it useful such that we can all right. have this supposed real-time ledger of everything. Mm. The idea, right, I don't have to explain to you, but, like, is there's a central permanent ledger, mm-hmm. theoretically permanent ledger of all transactions, whatever mm-hmm. those are, whatever those packets of... And there's are. a finite number of them with Bitcoin. I forget the exact number, but there's only so many, right? Well, I'm talking blockchain in general. In general. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Bitcoin uses blockchain just to capture the ledgers for... This gold-like currency, right? Okay. This currency made up of uh, some other thing of value, right. alleged value. Holding gold is of no value unless you're trying to make a dope-ass chain. <laughs> Which so, is, that is valuable. Yeah. That's actually a perfect place to ask this next question. So do you believe that it's not money that is the root of all evil, but rather greed is the root of all evil? Yeah, I mean, uh, money is just a way to, you know, cash in your greed. Uh, I mean... Mm. Right, it's just a vehicle to, I mean, whether it's money, I mean, do you literally mean money versus other ways of control? So I was just, you know, I, the question is based around the, the saying money is the root of all evil, and I'm just not so sure that's the case. I don't think money is the root of all evil. I think that greed and other things that people, you know, put out there be, because of money is leads to problems. But I don't think money in and of itself is the root of evil. Right. I guess it's the greed that in money is just the thing that greed right. tends to sort of prefer. One <laughs> is greedy. You know, they're not often hoarding, you know, rocks. Unless they're worth money. When will the singularity happen? Hmm. Like um, the big crunch? Mm. You know, the moment where uh, us as men and women come together with machine and there is a singularity. Um, I believe it was in an Ayn Rand book and maybe, I don't know, some other. But it's but the, the idea of, and, and you mentioned earlier, uh, Elon Musk, whatever it's called. the uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of, it's getting pretty goddamn close, right? When 
a machine because they're going to be able to. He's going to start with people that are quadriplegic and try to get them to move their limbs again, and he's convinced he can do it. He's torturing monkeys to find out. He certainly is. Yep, yep. That shit doesn't you know prove itself out. You, things have to die, um, and that's happening. Yeah, you can't sketch that, I guess. You cannot sketch that. Um, all right. So can Shout you sit the monkeys? Oh man, fuck Elon. Just so yeah. No. Hey, why not? He, he's a. I can't quite figure what the fuck he's up to. He's a, he's a, he's Interesting a cat, and I won't, uh, yeah, <laughs> turn it into that. Knock, 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 Mr. Bateman. Um, all right, can, <laughs> so can you separate... My agent's going to have to edit it out. The art, we'll, we'll clean it up, no problem. We have a state-of-the-art uh, editor. So um, would you say that um, you'd be able to separate somebody's art hmm. from an artist who might have done something that's a little bit unfavorable so for example i'll throw yeah. this and there's a lot of them yeah. right so you know one that i think about is kevin spacey because kevin spacey before he it came out what he did which is obviously terrible and he deserves everything he's getting but he was one of my favorite actors and he was in some fucking some of my favorite movies and now it's hard for me to enjoy a movie he's in like i tried to watch american beauty couldn't do it you know uh usual suspects one of my favorites glenn gary glenn ross one of my favorites like the guy was a fucking stud actor. He was so good. And he was, and then it turns out he's a complete monster. And it's like, fuck. So I guess my question to you is, how, what is your feeling on people that have done shitty things but have also got some pretty dope-ass songs or movies or TV shows or whatever? Well, in the sports arena, Kobe and Ben Roethlisberger got pretty quick passes. Uh, maybe they didn't have Kevin Spacey records per se, because mm-hmm. uh, I think he had a little more of an extensive thing, but they had some pretty gnarly allegations that kind of got forgotten about. Um, yeah. And I think Ben's was at least, I don't know, I think, I don't want to get into details on those either one, but those were like ones where, now, I respect both those players and definitely Kobe, RIP, all of that, but I hate the fucking Lakers and the Steelers, so back in the day, I was like, yeah, fuck them even more, right? Easy to hate them, so they're not answer. They're my, they're not my heroes. Um, you know, John Lennon wasn't a good fucking guy. Mm. James Brown wasn't a fucking good guy. And I love those guys. Man. Man, no, that, you know, it, today, um, Louis C.K. You know, uh, certified not good guy. Yep. yep. Um, you know, people are hating on some things like Dave Chappelle says. I don't have to disagree with somebody's. I don't have to agree with somebody's politics to still love the comedian. I disagree yeah. with. Chappelle on some things about, you know, transgender and shit, but, like, yeah. whatever, man. I'm not canceling people sort of in in the way I appreciate them, you know, but I, I, I think there's something to be said about, yeah, not if if that means cancellation, not going to see Louis C.K., you know, I don't know, man. I, it's kind of gross, you know. He's, <laughs> it's a little right. different. There's a line, um, but... Yeah, it sucks. Cosby, for sure. I just listened to a long interview of a guy who did a a, a movie on Cosby. Yep. Um, and a documentary, and he said it was real dicey, and it was touch and go. Nobody mm. wanted to do the interviews. He didn't get the yeah. people. You know, he invited a lot of people to talk, and people were like, fuck no, I'm not talking about Cosby. It's toxic. Yeah, and I mean, that one, to me, is the most jarring, because I, I definitely grew up on yeah. the Cosby show. And Jello Puddin' Pops. Fuck yeah, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I heard some 
I mean, they talked about some stories on, um, oh shit, picture pages. Thank you. You saw me with the pen. Yeah, that pen. Who wanted Sounds that pen? Like we all wanted that pen. I was fucking did everything. I mean, right? I think he just made a couple noises, <laughs> right up a little. But like, did anybody ever get that? Mm. I don't know, but it was kind of somebody should have. I was like hoverboard and that as as a kid. Uh, dead or alive, Jan Michael Vincent. Dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He's somebody who did not. He couldn't stay away from the shit. He was just a total alcoholic, and um, it, and it was too bad because he. I mean, he was top of the food chain. Like when he was in Top Gun, it was like. He was probably a bigger star than Tom Cruise or as big, like, mm. you know what I mean? Obviously not as big, but he was right there on par with him. And then it was just like a slow slide down to, like, deterioration. But, yes, you're right. He is dead. Um, so uh, why didn't your sister ever find the same success as you did? And, uh, I mean, Justine Bateman... Uh, she's a she's a multi tool player. She's not only an actress, but she's also a singer. Um, and at one point in time, she was definitely doing better career wise than you. Um, but uh, I, I'm just wondering what happened. What, why didn't she continue to act? I think it was the scratch tickets. Okay, That's... Uh, it was like, what do I do with this money? Everybody else is getting naked or doing crack. Yep. She didn't want to go down that path. So we had some pennies lying around, and, you know, she took them down to the store and started scratching. I don't like talking about it, but... (laughs) Okay, let's change the subject then. So, okay, I I need your opinion on this, uh, and this is a really serious uh, issue that's facing our, our our whole society, really. Um. So, you know, the whole idea is we're trying to become more unified as a country, right? And so anything that uh, separates us unnecessarily is not helping in that regard. And there is a practice that's going on, and it really is class warfare, and it really needs to stop. And, of course, I'm talking about the Jeep wave. The Jeep wave, um, where there are uh, people that own this certain type of a Jeep, a Wrangler, give themselves this stupid little peace sign or the surf's up shaka sign when they're driving. And they're the only ones that do it to each other. And first of all, that's so weird because if you're on a motorcycle, every single motorcycle says hi. If you're on the water, every single boat says hi, right? But all of a sudden, the only people that are going to say hi to each other are these people that are, are, are driving the same car. And then think about that as a concept like, you bought the same car as me, so we've got to be buds. You know what I mean? And I always feel like there's a high percentage of people that do that Jeep Wave thing, like love it, like get really into it, and that are Jimmy Buffett fans. I think there's a big crossover there. And oh, um, I, I just, I, I guess I, my, my question to you is, um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's not a concentric circle. That's just what we call a circle. Okay. Uh, with the Buffett fans. Okay, um, overlap, totally. That's a guarantee. Okay. I think so. um, now, that we're, I'm in second second person in studio, is that correct? Uh, second person in the studio, yep. So, when you ask this question, 
now that I'm here, yep. now that I drove down your road, yep. parked in your driveway, yes. my driver did. Uh, I it's noticed <laughs> there's a Jeep not far from here. Oh, yeah. With sort of a hand wave decal, I think, right mm-hmm. on the mirror. Yeah. Like really kind of thrusting out there that their indication is we are doing the Jeep wave. It's a thing. And no, but I've never seen that, even that decal. So to pull up and see that, I was like, is this your fucking Jeep? And are you, and you can edit this out if locally this oh, will no, cause problems. Fine. But I almost thought you were trolling us all and this was your fucking Jeep. No, For no, no. Oh, that's where you thought no, it was I didn't going. I really think that. But it's right next to your fucking driveway. Yeah, I know. It's right there. And uh, how do we think about that? Uh, so Are they I, trolling you? I, no. I, I think that... This is your fucking nemesis. It's just... It, to me, the whole thing is just so... It's just so... Uh, I don't want to use the wrong word, um, but it's so like primitive on a thought level. Like, <laughs> what, what, what's my common denominator between someone such that I'm going to take time and wave to them on the road? Right, it's going to be that they're driving the same car as me. Like, think about the people that are waving to each other. People that in normal life would never have anything in common, may not like each other at all. It's like, and it's only with that Jeep. If you're driving a different type of Jeep, even like the new Jeep truck, they won't give you the wave. Uh huh. And they don't wave to the truck. They they don't wave to the truck, man. Got to hear the Gladiator thing. Uh, that's the one, the Gladiator. See, there, it's it's so elitist. It's um. It's elitist, but even like annoying. It's it's annoying. Yeah, no, elitist. they're ridiculous, and I am also very anti this. I love that. I love that you don't like this at all. And Good. Actually, hate it. Uh, and motorcycle. I have a motorcycle. Uh, I don't wave to anybody. I wave to them if they wave to me, and it feels like I'm being a douche. Yep. Sometimes, but I never initiate the wave, and uh, mostly I feel. Uh, I'm cooler to say fuck you and not wave because aren't I not the hardo biker uh, by doing that? That's what I think the right answer is. I like that. Play it tough because that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, that's why I have the bike. (laughs) Um, What is the most sought after sneaker on the market today? Who? Travis Scott. uh, Okay. Like. Ones and fours. Travis Scott, the same one that had that concert where people died? That Travis Scott? Yeah, people like uh, the mass murder. Wow. Uh, no, he, didn't, he, didn't mass, he didn't mass murder. He incited a thing. I don't think he was great in that situation. That did hurt him for a little bit. That did hurt him a little bit. It, right? I think you pull it right to you. That way you don't have to like sit up. But Yeah, no, he, he just promoted that concert. I can't believe it. So, Astro World thing. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah. That was insane, um, and I don't know to what degree. It, it seemed like he's incited the crowd before, but whatever. Yeah. Um, no, so that his, hurt him so for shoes. a bit. They, people held off on releasing some shit mm-hmm. with him for a little bit, but they're back on, and wow. I think. Uh, or I think. I don't know if they've released new ones. I should know that. But the ones that are out there, mm-hmm. there's a couple um, that are, you know, at least – a couple grand, I don't know. For a pair of sneakers? 1200 bucks, yeah, something like this. Wow. Um, yeah, it depends on what they are, but there are some of them that are crazy, yeah. So the other day, we're, I was walking down Newbury Street, and there's a couple of, there's a Nike store, and then there's some other shoe store, 
And we were walking down like 8.30 in the morning, and there was a, a line. Um, people had been sitting there for days, chairs, sleeping bags. And we were just like, what's going on? Oh, there's a new shoe release. So you probably know this better than I do, that, that when a new shoe comes out, they'll give like a certain number to each store. And these people are, were waiting and sleeping on the street to get in line to buy these sneakers at these places. Sure, yeah. It's wild. Well, the resale market is so big that they're, it's not like the iPhone that they're getting it for themselves yep. unless they're selling those iPhones too. I don't know. Maybe that is happening. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm naive. But, yeah, with no sneakers, um, a lot of them are reselling them for a huge markup. Yeah. How deep is the deep state? <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty deep. We like it deep, don't we, people? Uh, that sounded like a drugged out Donald Trump. I'm not sure if that's what you're going for. <laughs> Is there any other kind? Um, all right. So when you think about calligraphy, right, way back in the day there was calligraphy and they had like this fountain pen. You dip it in, you, big, huge letters and very fancy. And then that kind of went away. And then we learned cursive, or at least I did. I don't know if you had cursive or not. Sure, yeah. Okay. yeah. So then there's the cursive, right? And then, day. you know, now cursive's away, right? And and now basically everybody is text communicating with their device. That's the default communication, right? And even that's now very short uh, phrases, chopped up words, and most of the time pictures, like emojis, right? So think about us going from long, full sentences, huge words with a calligraphy pen all the way down to pictures of somebody, like, crying, laughing. Sure. Right. Um, so with that as the backdrop, my question is, do you do you think that what are your feelings on that whole evolution or de-evolution of communication method? Is that going to make us stupid over the long run? Well, we have access to things, so we're smarter in that way. You know, uh, just the ability to do things with intelligence. But as people, uh, I think our level of communication is devolving for sure like our attention spans um you know it's hard to compete with with the constant dopamine that people get from social media uh i have teen and preteen kids you know um and it's something you know i think it's fucking with people for sure mm um, and I imagine back in the day, you know, the, the amount, you know, you had to really be concise and thoughtful mm-hmm. with your message, writing it really nice and sending it off and the, you know, right. formality, uh, you don't have to be like that obviously anymore, you know, and there's, yeah. there's pros and cons to that, but yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. So it's the velocity of communication too is. Imagine like so checking your mailbox every morning when you, you know, when to right. work. Wow. And like, oh, I've got a, oh, yeah, my inbox, I'll just write back to a few of these people and it'll get that in a few days. It'll be great to hear from them Friday. So, <laughs> like, But you know what it also has done as a byproduct of that? It's made the written thank you card such an important mm-hmm. thing. Like, because yeah. even now Christmas cards are like, all those Shutterfly, it's a picture with happy, happy holidays and everyone gets That's, the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, but like a handwritten, like a real, a thoughtful card with a Goes handwritten, a thoughtful, absolutely. And um, one of my aunts, I won't say her it. name because she doesn't like it when I say her name on the air, but um, great aunt. And she. Was she on is, the show? 
She no, another oh, one. Okay. I mean, they're both great aunts, okay. but this one in particular is very good about writing handwritten notes and um and you know staying on top of everybody's birthday and getting to the point of like clipping out uh certain cartoons that apply to that person's life like super super thoughtful and it means the world to me and I think that that's something that you know people can always do that right so there's no reason why you have to fast forward through all that other stuff you can still communicate these other ways and I think they're more impactful if you do yeah no I mean I wish I did more of that because I think it is meaningful uh, speaking of meaningful, um, let's talk about the metaverse, okay? Sure. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg, not sure if he's 100% human. I really do wonder, like, if he's got a ton of alien DNA coursing through his veins. But uh, he's decided to go all in on this concept of the metaverse, right? He's changed his business name to Meta. Um, that's where he's going. And at first it's like, okay, is, are people going to do this? And then I started thinking, all right, one of the smartest guys on earth, evil or not, he's smart, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, got money behind him, got so much influence, ridiculous amount of, of spread. Controls like, an amazing amount of discourse. And, yeah, yeah. And, and he's always been in front of everything. So he sees something that is, he's saying it's worth going all in, right? And I think that something is, so imagine a, a digital world where you can put on the VR glasses and you're walking down the street and you see your grandfather, who passed away and, and they've downloaded, you know, his image, his jokes that he would tell, you know, and, you know, as much as you can, his personality. So you're having a conversation, a virtual, you know, kind of like a way to remember, like have a little chat with them. Uh, I think people would definitely do that. And I also think that place it might start. And one of my friends pointed this out, I have to give him credit is with pets. When people lose a pet, it's, you know, it's awful. So you can, you could get a situation where you could make this virtual reality version of your pet that it's so real that you feel like your pet's still with you, right? Because um, they've got these haptech suits. You put it on, and it's like a Spider-Man suit, and there's, like, nerve endings in it, and, like, it pulses you and shit. So it's like, think about what that would do. So what do you think? That's my thought on where the metaverse is going and why he's going all in. I want to know what your thoughts are. I mean, the technology that's there is unbelievable, and there could be so many applications of it. So as a, it's like as a monolith, it, it's harder to talk about, I, because I think there's going to be cool, useful applications, maybe, mm-hmm. like something like that, you know, to the degree people want that, because um, that implies scraping of all kinds of data and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But data they probably have, and of course right. they have their Facebook. Exactly. Um, <laughs> They've so, got everything. Here you go. Here's here's all your lives. Yeah, holy shit. Um, that's, I mean, I hadn't even thought of something like that, to be honest. Um, I thought of, like, people are doing ads for, like, Nike stores and, you know, walking through whatever theme parks. So I think there's going to be great you know, applications and, and not so great applications. And the, the idea of a lot of it involves uh, digital currency again in, mm. inside, uh, right? Like the participation in, in so much of the metaverse um, will probably is, is running on crypto. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, what percentage I mean, but I feel like there's an element of that. Uh, there's an element of um, these you know, more addictive 
games and yep. and blends between games and social media and wow. gambling and gambling also on things like speculative markets like NFTs and wow. and Bitcoin or, or crypto in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is all this is speculative like. It's all coming together. Web three technology is kind of a combo of all these things, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's, you know, I'm certainly no expert on it, but um, you know, you, it's 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 wild. It is wild. D- speaking of NFTs, did you hear about that uh, Indonesian college student who is, you know, going for computer science and he was just messing around with his phone? Um. And he made a bunch of NFTs, but he was just literally, he had no, like, it wasn't a business venture. He was just fucking around, like, how does this work? Can I do it? Yep. And he did it. And lo and behold, they fucking sold for, like, $1.3 million, like, overnight. And he was just like, what? And he was like, and they interviewed him afterwards, and he was not even an ounce happy. He was almost just like, what the fuck happened? Like, how? Why is that worth a million dollars? It makes no sense. You know, and then you think about that. It's like, what's that math? Like, who put where's that million dollars coming from and and it almost like it almost like evaporates it from the ecosystem it's like laundering money is really what it is well yeah and and why is it worth that now and so what right is it worth that now well that's it you're holding it now is it worth that now so who, who are you selling that to brother right. and when like, exactly and how and how and what do you get back? Just some other digital currency that you got to shell off? It's to not worth else? what you pay for it because you said it was. Like, oh, it's it's captured on the blockchain that you paid that much. Great, that's cool. Wow, doesn't make me want more. Want to pay more for it? So there's a lot of fucking fails. Yep. All these like people are creating, you know, different coins and different. And a lot of there's these things that are um, basically involve like people having to play addictive games and play mm-hmm. games where you get currency for playing the game and it populates. Wow. You're playing the game helps to, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like it gets, you're solving equations that help create more Bitcoins actually in some cases or other, um, like that's what mining Bitcoin is. It's basically people go around solving equations Using shit tons of electricity, <laughs> right? Like, uh, uh, like Texas is like trying to get them to shut down uh, some of the mining operations when they're on because they're sucking off the grid. Yeah, which the grid is already fucked in Texas anyway, yeah. apparently. Um, but no, it's it's so wild. I mean, it, it, it's there's money to be made, and people are all over it. It's a crazy wild west. Let's uh, let's shift our gaze uh, a few years back, and let's talk about. Um, what a great movie The Deer Hunter was. Uh, the Deer Hunter, have you seen it? Gosh, I, you know, a million years ago, and I okay. don't remember it well enough to... No, that's fine. You'll, you'll, this is perfect. So Deer Hunter's a great movie, great cast. Robert De Niro, um, Christopher Watkin, among many, many others. Uh, great story, horrifying. Um, but who would have thought, right? So you look at that lineup, and Christopher Walken at the time was considered like an interesting looking guy, but he wasn't like anywhere near the De Niro level. Right. And De Niro at the time, if you'd have said right then, okay, who's going to be the bigger star? What, were you, what year was it? Uh, so it was 44 years ago. It was 1977, 78. Yeah. 70. Yeah. Um, so all that time to now 44 years, you could definitely make an argument that 
Christopher Walken is still considered a serious actor, whereas De Niro started doing like Dirty Grandpa and all those shit movies. He kind of threw away his dignity at the end to cash in. And I don't blame him. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done that. But Christopher Walken never really had to do that. Christopher Walken always has like the really cool roles and he's got that delivery that nobody else has. And Yeah, he's got a thing. Yeah, he's got a thing. So um, anyway, where I was going with that was, can you believe that Robert De Niro has fallen? Um, I mean, he, you know, he, it's like a lot of like old time guys end up doing, they either fade away or they do some bullshit. Like not that these two are comparable, um, from their career Mm -hmm. tracks, but like Eddie Murphy too, like, you know, he had some good movies back in the day and then he had a bunch of movies where he got fucking ripped on. Um, but he made tons of money doing kid movies and things like that. Yep. And some of them sucked. But, um, so I don't know. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a legend, you know? Like, who gives a fuck? That you cannot argue with. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Does it ruin it for you, like, uh, that uh, that he's, you know, sold out or it's just kind of you think he's making a fool of himself? A little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could definitely stay too long at the party. You know what sure. I mean? Like, <laughs> knowing when to put yourself on a shelf. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said Fair for enough, that, like, yeah. you know, and, and Jack Nicholson didn't do it. Robert De Niro didn't do it. But there have been others that have, inclu- including Christopher Walken, I think. He's never really played that. He's never given it up like that. You know, bad grandpa, nasty grandpa. Whatever. I mean, come on. I didn't That's watch Bobby it, De Niro. Looked, looked, uh, yeah, like... ah, I can't think about it. It's just too <laughs> depressing. All right. Um, so right now, what's your favorite TV show? Well, with my daughter, I'm looking forward to Stranger Things season four. Oh, there you go. Uh, she's excited about that, and I am too. She loves that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just got done watching uh, Sopranos for the uh, 2.5th time. Uh, is that how you say that? Two and a half time in COVID. I'm real proud of myself for that. Um. I'm ashamed to say I've watched Euphoria. Uh, no shame there, brother. But no, that was that was a trip. That was a scary one uh, as a parent to be like, oh, I know this is hyperbole and ridiculousness, but also some of the themes uh, just about access to horrible interactions online of yeah. all sorts and other offline interactions also sound uh, terrifying. <clears throat> just a quick note on Euphoria. I, I think people sometimes say, oh, that would never happen in high school. Mm. And I think that, can I say that there's a high school that all those things happened at one? No, definitely not. But each one of those things that happened, whether it's a drug overdose, whether it's, you know, a a parent abusing a kid, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Those things have all happened. 100%. So it's not like it's that crazy. Um, And I think it's extremely well written and i love the the way they shoot it how they don't it's not just a straightforward shot like they cut it up Agreed. um i'm not ashamed to say i watch and like that show it's good yeah yeah i'm too insecure um but it is really good uh i, I think it's also that there's a slight creepiness factor that everyone has, mm. uh you know talked about but um let's all agree uh not to talk about it yep very good stranger things love that answer 
Um, <clears throat> so Sopranos, before we move on, I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking about it, but it's weird you say that because I just watched it for the third time. And I don't know about you, but I noticed a big drop after the fourth season. Like, <clears throat> the, th- the first three are definitely the best, no doubt about it. Four is good, but then it's almost like the seventh season, they fucking rushed it. They should have taken... 6A and 6B or whatever. Yeah, they should have taken that whole 6A and B and just, you know, maybe just made it longer of a story. It was like they tried to have too many different arcs yep. in the yep, last sure. two seasons. It didn't work for me. Yeah, it was just a lot of, like, character of, like, just, like, I don't know. Uh, Over-the-top Tony. Yeah, yeah, and just, just, yeah, like you said, kind of punching things off. But, you know, I don't know, wrapping up some loose ends. Uh, it, it wasn't great, but it's still great, you know, too. It's it's like, um, you just got so attached to the characters and stuff like that. Because yeah. uh, it, was, it was great writing and, and acting, but sometimes the stories were a little bit of a drop-off, I think, later yeah. for sure. I yeah, agree. I agree. So speaking of some good characters, though, like, like yeah, like that. Some of the later later guys coming in, like when was Buscemi in? Was uh, fifth. Yeah. So that, I think that, that was a good of, story. It was sort of like uh, not him specifically, but it was it was like a jump the shark thing to like throw in. There was a whole bunch of injection of people coming out of jail and shit. But why not? Like <laughs> Bill Leotardo, unbelievable. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, he he always. I felt like he was the scariest. You cocksucker. Yeah. Always. And then he turned into a fucking wuss at the end, though. At the very, very end. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, that, that, even that, I don't know if I liked. Jerry's out. So, speaking of unbelievably well-written TV shows, um, have you ever seen an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man? For sure, as a kid, yeah. yeah. Um, like, 80s, like, 84-ish, but I don't remember too well. So, I... You know, when I was a kid, I loved Wait, it. Had the sound doll. effect. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sure. you know, St- Steve Austin, yeah, yeah, astronaut crashes. They fucking rebuild him for six million dollars. Six million dollars can't even like well you know spent. you can't even get a tank you know for six million dollars. No. Um, but anyways, uh, he and then they turned that success into the Bionic Woman, and then lo and behold, the Bionic Woman and, and him are now dating, right? And that's what they really did. And they got talk about jump jump of the shark. They took that show from like a serious sci-fi show. We're going to rebuild the soldier and make him a fucking super soldier. To at the end, he was fighting fucking Bigfoot. <clears throat> there was an episode of the Bionic Man where it was Bionic Man versus Bigfoot. And I highly encourage all of you to go to YouTube, pull that up, and watch it because that is what was the highest rated TV show when it was on in 1978 or whatever, it was like everybody watched the fucking $6 million man. And you look back at it now and it's so fucking bad. I mean, we've got quality like Sopranos and we're like criticizing it. I mean, back then the TV was schlock, like just absolute shock. But I, I, I still have a little bit of nostalgia for that, that period of time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kung Fu theater and shit on Saturdays around that time. And monster double creature features, mm. WPIX, things like that. WLBI. Godzilla versus everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I wanted to say one thing that I forgot to say earlier. Big Ben. You mentioned Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think your statement was he got off easy, right? I'll take the rapist. <laughs> that was For my, 600. That's my favorite 
SNL skit of all time, <laughs> especially when there was Turd Ferguson. Um, yes. So, all right. So he got, not only he got lucky, but the timing was a big thing. Like if he, if what he did, right. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, it was two rapes, not one, right. Mm. It was more than once. If, if that happened 20 years later, he'd be out of the sport. He'd be a Ray Rice. He'd be, it just wouldn't, it'd be over. It'd be over. Um, and I feel like he Ray got. Ray Rice was on video. True. Which I think is why Ray Rice is out. And I think there's a lot of other shit gets swept under the rug. That's interesting. Yeah. In both categories of physical or sexual abuse like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I feel like I wanted to emphasize that. What a good point that was. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%. But I think the difference with Ray Rice is that the video part is, is much more damning. Where this one, there's whatever, you know. It's 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 ultimately she said again that you know even though there's not it pretty well I think documented in both cases but um, I think he ultimately had to settle out of court to make it go away so that tells you all you need to know I think Uh Um, well I mean right people defend that often um, but I think yeah sort of um so final question for you. All right, so this is kind of a long question. So, uh, New York, New York, it's everything it see that it seems, uh, and no, there's no place that I'd rather be. Um, where else can you do a half a million things, all at a quarter to three? Because when you hear that music, that that hard rocky music, it hits you with a little style, and then you feel the backbeat, and it because the harder rock and roll is still beating, and from what I what I hear, I believe them. Uh, you know, the old boy may be barely breathing, but uh, you know, I think the harder rock and roll, I think the harder rock and roll is still beating. And I wanted to see if you agree. Dip, 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 dip. Okay. Does that happen in that song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think every single Huey Lewis song had that sound. That's what, if I don't know what the lyrics is, what I just do when I'm in, whenever I've sat yeah. in with Huey. They uh, they ruined the dip dips. they ruined the saxophone forever. Yeah, ruined. I think so. <laughs> they did some damage. Hmm. Man, uh, yeah, there's a couple couple bangers though. Oh my god, that one album. What was it called? Sports. It had like five really. And back and look, they don't age very well. Like I wouldn't throw on Huey Lewis to listen to, but back then it was like they were. It was good music. Yeah. No, and there's still a couple that that work well for like your. You know, yacht rock type band that take you know throws in a little, little Huey. It's not quite yacht rock, but you know, it's adjacent yacht rock. What a concept! All right, so before we wrap, I just want to say one thing. Uh, you you said something earlier, and I wrote it down. And I was gonna just say it was the I, I think the funniest thing that was said all night, in my opinion. And when we were talking about uh, aggressive languages, and we were talking about Mussolini and Hitler, <clears throat> and we were talking about when Hitler used to give his speeches, and you said. Hitler was cross, <laughs> and uh, and I, I think that true words have never been spoken. Uh, Jason, again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, thank you so much. You should, guys, we're back in the studio, and, and the crowd really likes it. And uh, so I want to thank you again, Jason, for your time. I appreciate it. I think we solved, I'm looking at our, our list here, and I think we solved a, a lot of problems. I think the uh, ticks over there, I noticed. We checked off a lot yep. of boxes. Yeah. 
that studio looks amazing, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Until next time, peace, everybody.